What's up, y'all? Before we dive into today's episode, we just wanted to give y'all a heads up that we're going to be discussing some heavy topics related to rape and sexual assault. We understand that this can be a very sensitive and triggering subject for some listeners, so if you're feeling uneasy about it, we completely understand. If you need to step away and catch us on the next episode, so please take care of yourself first and foremost. Snowfall Season 6, Episode 6, Concrete Jungle is over, but we're just getting started here on the Connect on PSR. Normally, I'll give you the whole rundown of how we the plug here on PSR, um, but today we're in mourning. And this podcast is dedicated to the life and memory of Jerome Saint, one of my favorite television characters of all time. And with me at this time of bereavement, Latanya Starks. Latanya, how are you holding up? I'm not doing well. I'm wearing black uh-huh. uh, right now. And a veil. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, it's a hoodie. Oh, okay, close still. enough. Yeah. Uh, I'm in mourning. Uh, yeah, I just, I honestly expected for unk to die um last episode mm-hmm. so i wasn't surprised that he died this episode making it even less surprising is the fact that twitter has zero chill so um mm-hmm. you know everybody was already talking about it before i had a chance to even watch the episode Sadly. which i love right <laughs> <laughs> like that sucks yeah but I mean, this is how we know we're in the end game because we are losing legacy characters. Like season one, episode one, this was one of the first characters that we met. And now he's gone. And it's really sad. And the circumstances under which he died were tragic and disgusting and horrible. And yeah, it just really hurts. It, it sucks. Yeah, and I had the same exact experience as you. Like again, I we you had to know Jerome was going to die, yeah. but I didn't know when, and so I wasn't right. ready for it to happen. But I too got on Twitter, and <laughs> I saw a damn obituary that people made because Twitter has no chill, and there was no. It didn't say snowfall on it. It didn't say the hashtag went on there. So I have all those things muted. Not good enough. Not good enough. <laughs> These black folk then made a damn fake obituary to commemorate the life. Of Jerome, not and so, a obituary. Yeah, a obituary, <laughs> and that sounds uh, somehow that sounds like a derogatory term, no? Uh, it does. I didn't, until I said it, I didn't know. It sounds like a loquacious whole term. <laughs> <laughs> so, so all that to say, yeah, I was spoiled, and so watching the episodes, kind of waiting on the ball to drop. Um, yeah, yeah, but. We, uh, Mari and I, on episode three, the 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 one where Leon is in Africa, mm-hmm. at the end of that episode, we definitely, uh, or the podcast, we definitely did kind of like not a death draft, death, yeah, but close but, enough. Well, we just kind of did one of those like, are they going to die? Are they not going to die? Uh-huh. Are they going to jail type situations? And of course, we called it. Jerome is dead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> and you know, uh, I remember when I asked Mari the question, I was like, okay. How do you think things are going to uh, turn out for Jerome? And she immediately said, dead. <laughs> she was like, there's no question about it. We knew this was going to happen. And somehow, Latanya, it still hurts. It still hurts. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, it's sad for all of the reasons that I said before. Because this is a character that we've really gotten to know intimately. And I thought that the wedding episode was one of the most inventive episodes of television that I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. But really just like... 
to celebrate the love of two characters that I swore were already married. Um, <laughs> it's a hood marriage, you know. You're exactly. Gonna... <laughs> um, but it was just so nice seeing like a softer side of him and then seeing them in the hotel together and all that. And then just kind of seeing how last episode he just gave up basically and said that he was out of the game. And I thought that he was going to get killed during doing the drop. Mm. I hadn't realized that the timeline for attacking the stables was so quick. Yeah. Um, so, it, but it only makes sense that he goes out protecting who he loves. And right. You know, that's yeah. Louie. That. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'll get sad again, man. You're right. Um, <laughs> Jerome went out like a, like a G, I guess, if you will. But I mean, sometimes you want you wonder if cooler heads could prevail and then you live to fight another day. Um, but we can talk about that much later. Uh, if you are listening to this, you already know the deal. So we didn't have any problem, you know, doing a little spoiler at the front. because We didn't want to bury the lead too much. Yeah. But before we get to the repass, Latanya, uh, I just want to let all the listeners know you have to subscribe to Snowfall on the PSR Connect or post your recaps to keep up with our content every week. And please leave us your five star reviews as well as your thoughts and prayers on apple podcast so that more people can find the podcast and give this pod some exposure and speaking of finding the pod we do have a praise report here at the repass okay we had yes. a funeral and now it's a celebration because we find out that there is a very famous member of the we got y'all crew and um latonya do you want to do the honors or should i i think you should because you're the host well, uh, we are we are the hosts. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> we, we are hosts. Us uh, is hosts. <laughs> yeah. No, I I would like to hear all about this famous member of the We Got Y'all crew. Yeah. So I was minding my own business at uh-huh. work. You know, working like always. I, like I be doing. You know, and I was just thinking, you know. Maybe I should check Twitter. You know, I, I don't do this often <laughs> at work, but nope. maybe this time I should <laughs> check Twitter as yeah. a treat. Just once, you know, nobody's going to, it's not going to hurt anybody. Let's just take mm-hmm. a little peek, you know? And um, I, I saw I had a bunch of notifications. Now, just to give you a little backstory, Mari and I had realized that we got followed a few days ago and we kind of like text each other, like Riggs Morales, why is this uh like recording executive tech, like following us? What did we do? And Mari thought, I think, I can't remember what Mari thought it was about, but I said, maybe he listens to stuff. Wouldn't that be crazy? And it turns out, that he does listen to Snowfall, and he dedicated a whole thread to talking about how great we are for doing this podcast because there's a lot of like bigger podcasts that don't even touch on it. Not and, at all. Yeah, and we're doing a great job. We got the seal of approval. So we did. I'm the third, yeah. by the way. Hi, I'm Latanya. Yes, Latanya. I, I get third. it. I haven't been here that often. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but you're the, you're the second today, or we're both the first today. Yeah, so yeah, thank you, Riggs Morales, legendary music exec, uh, for that crazy endorsement. Um, yeah. It was just wild, Latanya. How did you feel when you saw it? Well, Riggs, you can follow me on Twitter at LKStart. <laughs> uh, I, when I saw that, I was just like, nah. Because well, Let me set the scene. Mm-hmm. I was in hour three of a five-hour lunch. Mm-hmm. So... Um, I wasn't really comprehending many things by this point. Oh, liquid lunch. Uh, well, there was food. <laughs> <laughs> As like an accoutrement. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> On the side. <laughs> but there were definitely some liquids involved. Mm-hmm. Water and other liquids. Yeah. Um, and so I saw this and I was like, 
oh, that's so sweet. This like nice fan is talking. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so now we got fans, fans. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's talking about the Snowfall podcast. That's so great. And then I looked at who it was and I was like, oh, no. This is amazing. <laughs> it's like the look of horror on your face. When you're like, wait, somebody hears us and might have something to say about what we're doing. <laughs> Dear God, the pressure, you know? The pressure. Because they, if they tell you you're doing a good job, you figure, okay, maybe I just keep doing what I'm doing and they'll continue to enjoy it. But just knowing that there are certain people out there that, you know, are affiliated with the shows or in the entertainment industry that actually listen to this podcast is wild to me. And I will try to forget it every second that I can because it's just too much pressure. Well, you know, this is not the first time somebody no. has located us. Um, <laughs> what are we doing right? Because maybe it's just the SEO. Um, but, you know, when we were talking about Atlanta, was it Ibra Ake uh, messaged us or DM'd me about, about yeah. the show and all this other stuff. I'm like, don't you, don't you write this show? Why are you talking to me right. about it? You, you tell me what I'm supposed to say. And so, yes. We are in good company. Uh, the We Got Y'all crew has a, a few famous listeners, and I'm thoroughly enjoying, you know, having them, you know, um, I guess looking out for us and endorsing us, you know, so that's pretty cool. It's um, very cool. Yeah, and I mean, not to get out of line, but if the creator of the Grammys Black Music Collective wants to listen to our podcast and publicly endorse us, then I say hit us up because we can be bought, and we love <laughs> yes, to talk. Seriously. <laughs> we love like, to talk. So are you in-words hiring? Because we'll come. We are you um, hiring specifically right now? Right. Uh, then please do let us know if you mm -hmm. enjoy listening to us now. Imagine how much more you enjoy listening to us with uh, money backing us on your payroll, doing <laughs> the shows that you want to hear. You will never have to deal with that again. So exactly. just throwing that out there, we can be bought. Uh, so can and have and yeah. will be again. I right. Hope. So all right. <laughs> Housekeeping and shamelessly asking for a job aside, we do have to talk about the episode of Snowfall right after a word from our sponsors. If we uh, had, you know, somebody backing us, we wouldn't need a word from a sponsor. I'm just saying. So anyway, <laughs> the episode starts with Teddy reaching out to Julia to warn her that she could be in danger. Now, of course, we know that Julia is baby mama or ex-wife or whatever the case may be. Yeah, remember Julia? No. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so where did they find her? <laughs> so last episode, we saw Franklin murder Teddy's daddy in cold blood with Teddy on the phone, basically listening to the whole thing go down. And Franklin did assure Teddy that his baby mama and child could be next. So Julia has no choice but to pack it up and leave. And Latanya, I love that when she heard that, she immediately got up to pack up and leave. She was like, okay, bye. Yeah. You know? <laughs> she was like, all right, that's all the information I need from you. Yeah. You tell me that my, my child and I are in trouble and that the police are coming to escort us to a safe house. All right. Thanks a lot. I'm done <laughs> talking to you now. Exactly. And, you know, it's wild because we've seen other characters offered similar like proposals to this. We can hide you. I'm thinking mm -hmm. Ziamara or, you know, all these other people who've been like, we can give you safe haven. And they're always like, no. I want to stay. Sissy, <laughs> you need to go hiding. I can't. I, I can't it's not worth it. it. Yeah. Come on, Parisa. Why don't you go? No, I no. love my home. <laughs> like, okay. Yeah. I'm getting in the car. <laughs> like, I, just make sure that all these people are legit that are coming to pick me up. And right. 
won't tell anybody where I am. I am out. Yeah, and so uh, we that's I, I hope that's the last we might that might be the last we see of Julia, <laughs> quite frankly. <laughs> I think um, that's it. Yeah, so uh, Teddy has the number Franklin used to call him, but as we know, Franklin already burned it to the ground. Um, but now he's under surveillance and he's pissed Teddy off. And although Teddy won't admit he's grieving the loss of his dad, it does seem like he is for sure. Um, mm-hmm. you know, it's like that you have a bond to that person. Even people who like been in a, like have abusive parents and stuff like that, they find Especially. it really hard. Yeah, really hard to separate yourself from those that you know that feeling that you have when you think about your relationship with that person. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, Teddy might have been estranged from his dad a little bit, but I highly doubt he wanted to hear of him get shot in the head. He got a uh, box cutter to the neck. Oh yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> Another yeah. person got shot in the head. <laughs> sorry. <My mistake>. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, no, nobody wants to hear their parent bleed out over Mm -hmm. the phone. That's just a truism of life, uh, Mm -hmm. that I abide by. Um, but also, yeah, you know, even the, the CIA agent who I, I don't know if we ever got a name for him. Um, I knew it, but I don't care. (laughs) Said that, uh, to Teddy, you know, especially if you have a complicated relationship with your parent when they die things, a lot of stuff comes up. A lot of that trauma comes up, a lot of longing to have fixed the bond, thinking that you had more time. Just all of this stuff comes up for you whenever a relative dies, period. But then you add a complicated relationship to that and you add to the fact that that's your father and that it's also essentially your fault in a way. 100%. Hundred <laughs> percent. Like, uh, that's gonna mess you up. That's gonna leave you in the fetal position in Paris's bed, having nightmares, which is yeah. what we see of Teddy this week. Yeah, we get a lot of like, um, I guess Teddy really sitting and contemplating what is going on. He's in uh, deep depression. Uh, you can tell he's not well. But I mean, to think about it, his brother died because of him. And yeah. now his dad died because of him. It's just like, Teddy, you like the Grim Reaper, baby. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm afraid for everybody he knows and loves uh, or has ever met, honestly, because yeah. it's just bad at this point. Yeah, I'm afraid for everybody except Julia because I know she's not coming Julia's back. Out. <laughs> <laughs> she's gone. Um, so Teddy makes a stop over at Ruben's house looking for him. He calls Ruben by his real, his government name. You know, he said, Ben. I, I was like, oh my God, who is that? So Ruben opens the door and he knows this is bad news. How did Teddy find him? He's got the gun. Um, but Teddy quickly talks himself into, room, into the room and also talks Ruben into making him some coffee. That was such a flex. So there are so many power moves that happen in this scene on Teddy's mm-hmm. part. Showing up there empty-handed, first of all, and and being like, you making coffee? Not even and, and no, I, I thought like he could smell coffee. No. Nope. He, he said, just like, when are you gonna make my coffee? When are you making my coffee, bitch? And, <laughs> and then he sits down at his table where all his classified documents are and just kind of puts his hands up and and has a very frank conversation with him about how uh he probably should run and forget that this operation ever existed if he doesn't want the KGB to find out that he's gay. Drinks the coffee and is like, mmm, this is delicious. And then just gets up and leaves. 
<laughs> this man is a villain. That's a villain yes, for I, you, okay? Um, yes. I, I think it would hit harder if we didn't see him in his distraught moments because they really humanize him when the, when those moments yes. happen. Because if we all we got was this scene, I'm like, Teddy's a bad motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah <laughs> like, exactly. But you're 100% correct. I mean, uh, he tells Ruben that Ruben doesn't really have a choice. Either you go and uh, and tell your people that you messed this up. It's not me that you're looking for. I'm not doing those crimes. Or I'm going to let it slip that you've been doing some stuff. And, he, and it's so funny because he's like, you know, you could tell them that I've been selling crack. But <laughs> ain't you gay, though? And I was like, yeah, ah. it's, it's really bad. <laughs> He said, let's all worry about ourselves. How about yeah, we speak in front really of our did. own porches? Um, he was just like, if I, uh, if I, if you're still here, mm-hmm. then I'll know that you didn't pay any attention to me. But if you slip our surveillance and manage to get away, then I'll know that our talk got through to you. And I was just like, this is an emotional terrorist. Like this man is a pro. He's a one man problem. Yeah, he uh draws the line in the sand very quickly. He says, uh, and it's so player. He's like, you know, take whatever you can and tell your little boo with his ten uh, size ten shoes that are in your closet that um that you got to no, go. Whoever they are, whoever yeah. they belong to. He was like, let you, just to let you know, I was in your closet. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> in case you didn't notice by the fact that it was open way more than it normally was supposed to be. Right. Um, I have been in there before into your closet um, and I will make sure that you uh, are out of the closet unless you mm-hmm. do exactly what I say. <laughs> yeah. A lot of closet. Talk a lot of closets. Yeah. Teddy. I just liked the thought of Teddy sitting in that closet, looking at that man's shoes and trying to see what size they were. All the other shoes are one size, like, like an eight or a nine. And there's one pair of size 10 shoes. Then they have to belong to somebody else. Who's comfortable enough to leave their shoes there? Not to foot shame people, but if you're a grown man with a size eight shoe, I'm like, sir, <laughs> come on, get your shoe game up, get your feet, your foot game up, man. When you go step it up, grow baby, your grow. feet, <laughs> grow your feet, man. I wouldn't tell nobody if I were. anyway. <laughs> I wouldn't tell nobody. Oh. <laughs> I don't know <laughs> what men's shoes maybe eight was shooting low uh, yeah uh, definitely for me because i what i wear a size 12 shoe okay definitely not wearing a damn size eight oh um, i was like tell that size 10 that there's a size eight in there so there's a woman been walking around here somewhere. i think that for charity it would be yeah. good for us to put you in size eight shoes and make you oh. walk around for a day so you can understand what it means <laughs> <laughs> to walk a mile in someone's <laughs> tiny feet shoes. Yes. Uh, no, for charity. You. For charity. So, yeah, this is dark, and Teddy is depressed, and he's having nightmares, like you said earlier. He can't sleep well until Franklin is dead. And Parisa basically asks him, okay, and then what? You know, to what end? What? What? You just gonna keep stacking your money? That's it? And then I'm just right. supposed to hide. And Teddy hits her with another player move. He's like, you're the only bright spot in my life right now, and I'm done giving up things for them. I've lost too much. And she folds like a damn chair. (laughs) Well, they have a complicated past themselves, you know, Mm -hmm. like they knew each other when Teddy was on an op um, elsewhere. And uh, she was married at the time, but they had some like, you know, 
some very pregnant glances kind of situation. Mm -hmm. Um, And we all saw what she did when she operated on him. Mm -hmm. Um, So she's wanted this man for a while now. And she feels like she's getting everything that she wanted. So either she's playing him and he is falling completely into her plan or she's genuinely happy that he is starting to rely on her and trust her enough to ask her to like, you know, be his one and only. Okay. So uh, Parisa was not involved in Mari and I's game. What do you think ends, uh, ends up happening to Parisa? Is she going to be dead in jail or happily ever after? I don't know what's going to happen. I think Parisa's a survivor. Mm. So I can see her having her own version of a happily ever after with or without Teddy. Yeah. I think if the three options are jail, death, and happily ever after, <laughs> then that's not going to be too hard. Yeah. Um, she'll find a way. Like you said, she's a survivor. Um, the next time we see Teddy, and the last time we see Teddy in this episode, really, is that when he links up with Oso, and they discuss the situation, um, he knows Oso is probably being a- a- approached, you know, and so um, he's kind of just like, huh, what am I supposed to do with this information? So that we don't get any more of Teddy throughout the episode. What yeah. do you think? Like, what is he just moping around? moping around probably making plans to try to figure out because you know essentially franklin is in like has gone dark because he can't exactly show up at any of his old haunts right now because he knows that you know it's too hot out there on the streets for him Mm -hmm. so i think that he is probably drinking a lot maybe doing a little cocaine uh and uh plotting like strenuously plotting revenge against franklin yeah, yeah. This is wild because I think Franklin often forgets this, but I do not that this is the CIA. Right. And so I'm always thinking, you know... Technically, because he's yeah. not in the CIA, but he has all the resources of the CIA. He might as well be the CIA. Yeah. And so it's kind of like, Franklin, I feel like this is an uphill battle. You know, like some of the things you're doing are very lofty. You know, um, he even the even the murder of Teddy's uh, dad, it's like, you know, the CIA can probably find your entire bloodline. Like, everybody prior to you exactly. and their neighbors can all die because of this. Are you seriously doing this right now? And right. he does. He does, but on the other hand, Teddy killed his father. Yep. He started. So... Kinda. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if we're talking about killing fathers, then, yep. you know, the one who's, who started it is the one who is responsible. Yeah, and whoever smelt Teddy, it, smelt it. Yeah, Teddy, Teddy was the one that started killing dads like he brought that into the game as a viable move and now he's upset that his dad got killed that part and uh sucks for you teddy so (laughs) moving on this scene latanya was unintentionally funny to me i don't care i was dying laughing because i am uh, an idiot but we see franklin veronique and cassandra are about to board this private jet and head back to la or at least Uh so they thought uh, when Franklin ducked off for a minute to go check on Sissy, Cassandra said, "All right, Veronique, let's let's stop the games. We're not getting on this plane. It's not, this this man is crazy. Uh, like we got, I got your passport. I already lined up everything. It's like the moment she saw uh, Teddy's dad bleed out. She's like, oh, that's yeah, it. it's time. Yep, <laughs> yeah. I don't blame her. Like, mm-hmm. if you if you watch this more than once, um, last week's episode, you go back and you look at." the looks on Veronique and uh, what's her mom's name? Cassandra. Cassandra. Uh, um, on their faces. They're like, what the hell? Like, because first of all, it came out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. And, and it was so cold-blooded the way he did it. Like, it was yeah. just 
like he was passing by and patting the man on the shoulder. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So I could tell that, that Cassandra was going to be ready to go. She had those bags taken off that plane and she was like, baby girl, it is time to get out of here. We will find a place. We always do. We will raise this child together. And <laughs> I was, I was with her. I was yeah. just like, if, if I saw something like that and I realized that that's the type of monster that my daughter and soon to be grandchild was connected to, then I would get my fake passport and get the hell out of Dodge too. Yeah. And Cassandra has gotten her fake passport, um, Veronique's <laughs> Veronique. fake passport, yep. the little baby's fake passport. You know, <laughs> she's got all the things lined up. She's trying to get out of here. And this is definitely the right move because the CIA is after you. Right. Let's just call it what it is. You know, the Teddy aside, he has the backing of like all the resources of the CIA. The, the fact that y'all could get that plane off the ground without them knowing is just, you know, f- like super fascinating to me. Exactly. There's not any place where they can't go or mm-hmm. where they don't have people. Yeah. The, the CIA is terrifying. Uh huh. And, and so, and you just killed like the <laughs> unhinged CIA guy's dad and let yeah. him listen as that man bled out and you expect me to get on a plane with you Absolutely and go back not. to LA? No. Yeah. <laughs> uh-uh. Not on my watch. Not no. on my watch. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, Teddy's unhinged, but Franklin is coming unhinged too and Cassandra doesn't want to stick around to find out what happens next. So, you know, you got to stay ready so you don't have to get ready and her bag exactly. was packed. Uh, yes. So, when Franklin returns, he's just kind of like, huh, well, you know, you ready to go? And Veronique gets to like, no, she's leaving. Like, because was like, she's coming with me. We're not leaving with you. Sorry, but this is over with. You had a good run. Right. And, and Veronique's like, yeah, no, I'm actually going to stay here. And I was like, this is bird behavior, Latanya. This is bird <laughs> behavior. Like, if that's misogyny, that's just what it is. Because she gets the, the opportunity to go save herself. Now, the op- the option was to go live in Arizona or something like that, and that's not great. Um, Listen, I might... they could have gone anywhere, though. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, and she has a choice between the drug game and running scared for the rest of her life. I don't know. That's kind of how she put it, but this was a curious decision for me, like I said, a little bird behavior, because my issue with this is that Cassandra calls Franklin a monster, and Veronique's response is, he's a, mon- he's a monster, but he's not a monster to me. Ma'am, what? Ma'am, <laughs> you, you you're gonna be running regardless. And if you think about the bodies and bodies and bodies that Franklin has left in his wake, am I tripping? But he's very much a monster, ma'am, to you and to everybody else around him. It just—it's a matter of situation, it seems, for mm-hmm. Franklin. Like, if things are bad enough, he will also turn on you. Mm-hmm. And the fact that you believe that you're so special—that I mean, like, his aunt and uncle mean more to him than anybody (laughs) else in the world besides his mother, right? And he is in open war with them right now. Has Mm -hmm. tried to murder them on multiple occasions. Has stolen all of their money and product. And you're like, oh, but he won't hurt me. He's never raised a hand to me. He's never yelled at me in anger. And I'm like, what are you talking about, woman? No. (laughs) Stand up. out of here. (laughs) Stand up. Dang. (laughs) She whipped. She's whipped. But that's her man, and she gonna stick beside him. But you know what? Like, what is she even getting out of this? Because it's not like he can run the business anymore, right? They don't have any money. 
So she can't <laughs> be a lawyer. She's just sitting in an apartment in an undisclosed location waiting to give birth? Um, I don't know. I mean, the alternative is going with her mom, and we can tell by the way Veronique like plays with that idea that that just ain't happening. So she take just, your pe- fake passport and go wherever the hell you want and have right. your baby in peace. Yeah, you definitely don't have to go with your mama. Right. Um, but, you know, whatever. She gets on the plane with Franklin and they head back to L.A. When they get to L.A., he goes directly to Leon to tell him uh, the deal with Teddy and that they, too, are now in danger. Uh, but Franklin's plan is to draw Teddy out of hiding so he can kill him because Franklin's hiding from Teddy. Teddy's hiding from Franklin. At this point, Louis hiding from Franklin. Franklin's hiding from Louis. You know, everybody's yeah. hiding. Everybody's um, hiding <laughs> uh, in the PJs. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, everybody's hiding, and the safest place for these people is in the projects. Now, that's some beautiful irony for me, Latanya. That's amazing. Yeah, Sissy's so like, like, I can't leave the projects. It's, it's, what's, it's scary out there. I said, yes, yes, ma'am. It's true. It's the devil you know, right? Like, Oh, yeah. I, I, I know what type of dangers there are in the PJs for me. I have no mm. idea what the CIA has, or the KGB at this point, has waiting for me. Yeah. So finally, uh, <clears throat> finally, Franklin and Oso link up, and then they discuss this whole situation. And he knows that Oso is probably being approached left and right to set yeah. him up. And it only makes sense. Uh, Oso tells Franklin he needs ten million dollars because they agreed on ten million dollars. But yeah. we know Franklin is a broke boy for all intents and purposes. Like, I mean, I he has he can get a million dollars. So I guess he he way less broke than I am. Listen, but <laughs> he's not very liquid right now, Chappelle. Right, right. He got to sell some things, you know. But if I sold some things, I still wouldn't have a hundred dollars. So let's just go ahead and call it what it is. Um, but this little measly million ain't gonna do it for Oso because he needs to get out. And so um, also ends up, you know, saying that he's got the passport too. He's ready. Everybody is jumping ship. This is the time. Yeah. Yeah. Time to get out of here. Yeah. Because the CIA, they're saying, we're going to arrest you. When when this is all said and done, we're going to get Franklin and then you're going to jail, bitch. And so (laughs) also goes home (laughs) and tells Yamara all about that. But not before he makes Franklin promise him one thing. He says, um, (laughs) with all the confidence in the world, that he's going to kill him. And that's exactly what Oso wanted to hear. He wants Teddy dead. So when he goes home to Ziamara, he tells her, uh, Tony of the CIA's plan is to shut this whole thing down, take him to jail. And when he's done with Franklin, uh, he's getting locked up too. And so she's kind of at a, a pass where she's like, well, what do I do now? You know, and she yeah. had the opportunity to run and she wasn't down for it either. Yeah, the, the people that don't want to run, mm-hmm. I, I don't understand. Because it's just like, they know where you live. They know mm-hmm. where your kids go to school. They know where your mom lives. Like these people know everything about you. Yeah. And at least on the run, you have some element of control, I guess, over like where you are, how long you're there. Uh, maybe you don't have to look over your shoulder as much, especially if you go to a different country, I guess. Even though, I mean, like, it's not like the CIA doesn't have a stranglehold over every single country. Yeah, where's Alton? It's a tough, it, it, it really is tough, I guess. Like, yeah. I can understand Siamara in a way saying that she doesn't want to run because she's already had her life so completely altered by this drug business. Mm-hmm. That she's just like, 
I guess if I'm going to die, I'm going to die at home where I know like all my people are and Mm -hmm. all that. But I don't know. It seems like running is a better option. Yeah. It was like, how long do you run? You know, these people are between a rock and a hard place. And so I won't be too critical of their decisions. But, but when you have somebody who like Julia, who's like, okay, bye. Then um, you kind (laughs) of start to reconsider some things about the way these people are making their choices. Um, So that kind of wraps up like the cute little storylines. Like we uh-huh. just touched on here, touched on there, but we know why y'all came to <laughs> came here. This is the free, the funeral. This is the repast. And so we have to honor the life, but we will do that right when we come back from these words from our sponsor. We'll be right back. Okay. Let's talk about Louie. Louie's at home. And she has not seen Jerome in weeks. I believe he's still wearing the clothes that uh, he left in when he when he comes back completely sauced. I mean, he is sloppy <laughs> drunk like Latanya after that five hour lunch. And so <laughs> I was fine. <laughs> oh yeah, sure. So is he. So <laughs> Jerome comes back drunk, but he's he has the right idea. Another person who's like, "Huh? Why don't we run?" And so <laughs> yeah, Jerome says, "I'm thinking. I'm thinking Jamaica. You know, I'm yeah. fed up." I don't, and that sounds amazing. Wouldn't that you just have great. if you had the money that they have, the resources they have, and you could just go anywhere? I'm telling you, I'd be in Jamaica so fast. Oh yeah, Jamaica, Barbados, the Ooh, Virgin yes. Islands. Like, are you yes. kidding? Yes, Hawaii even. Yeah, like even. I, <laughs> anywhere, anywhere. I I agree with Jerome completely in this moment where he's like, I'm just gonna go to the airport, buy a ticket to Kingston, and we're good. Like mm-hmm. th- we're out. This is it. But yeah. Louis is not ready to be out yet. Louis is the one who always wants more in the relationship. And she always has been that person. I mean, if it wasn't for Louis, then neither Franklin nor Jerome, you could argue, would be in this business in the first place. Yeah. Yeah. If you think about it, yeah. Back when, uh, before Louis stepped in and helped Franklin acquire the cocaine from her ex-girlfriend slash boss, um, you know, she she was the one who hooked him up because they were just selling weed. And so, um, you know, there's an argument to make to say that, you know, she helped thrust them into this. But Franklin was looking for it. So, it was Oh, Franklin was definitely. I, with Franklin, it's a little bit different. Mm-hmm. For sure. But with Jerome, he, with was, Jerome he was reluctant. He was, mm-hmm. he was like, I don't mess with that white girl for a reason. Mm-hmm. Like, there, it, it comes with too much heat. I'm not in any way excited about you helping him. Or excited about us getting involved in anything. Like, I just don't want to be involved in this. Yeah. And it took some wearing down for him to actually join the business. Right. But Latanya, when I watched this, it was at that moment that I knew he was going to die. The moment he said that way back in season one, you know, and he said, you know, we really shouldn't do this. I was like, oh, count the days. (laughs) So, um, so yeah, he's got the right idea. He's getting out of here. But Louis is reluctant. You know, he tells her, I stayed in this because I love you. Mm-hmm. So maybe you could give this up because you love me. And this is so sad to watch, but I mean, Joseph is acting his ass off. I felt it is. I didn't even notice that wig <laughs> <laughs> in this scene. That's how good the acting was. 
I was I was just like I would follow you anywhere, I meant Joseph. <laughs> right, because he's, he's got the money too. So <laughs> exactly. So the next day they talk it out. You know, they're, they're, he's not drunk anymore. So they sit down and have a real conversation. And Louis admits that she knew Franklin wouldn't be happy about her trying to, you know, get out of it uh, from under him and start her own stuff. But she didn't know Teddy was going to do all this stealing money and things like that. So she's been asking herself why she couldn't leave well enough alone. Like, what was it about her? She said, um, you know, that couldn't let the money power respect go. Um, and honestly, she's not ready to let it go. She didn't have the money power respect. It was Jerome. Every yeah. time we saw this, we called it out. People have disrespected her left and right throughout the series. Whenever she's in charge, they look at Jerome for validation. Mm -hmm. They're always discounting her. And honestly, she says, having that, this feeling of I'm in charge is worth risking my life for. And so she's not going anywhere. Yeah. I mean, a lot of the stuff that we know about Louis's past has only kind of been alluded to mm -hmm. and not said outright, but we know that there was a time in her life when she was a sex worker. And we know that she has had to work as hard as she possibly could to try to have a modicum of control over her situation and over her career and over her life. But, you know, that control came at a price as well, because you're right. Like people weren't just looking to Jerome. People were actively being like, we don't want to hear what your opinion is. Or I wasn't talking to you. I was talking to the man here. Mm -hmm. um, and so I'm not sure if, her staying in the business any longer would have gotten her the respect that she wanted honestly because it's just a like it's the patriarchy like i'm sorry about it but that's just like massage noir and we've yeah. got to deal with it heavy on that noir as well you know because <laughs> yeah. uh you know this is uh, she's oppressed in multiple ways right yeah. um you know and so it's it's an uphill battle but when she's at the top when she has her bodyguard next to her, whether it's Jerome or Buckley, she does feel that power, you know? Mm -hmm. And so she's not ready to let it go. She's like, all right, well, um, you know, I wish you'd reconsider and just give me some time, you know, get my money out of Panama. Yeah, so make give some me, moves. <laughs> like everybody needs to get their money out of Panama. Right. For the love of God. <laughs> yeah. Please carry cash, Lord. Uh, so it's the 80s. Like, what are you doing? Right. So. Uh, okay, so Scully ends up paging Louis Ugh. about the drop, and Jerome agrees to do it for her. But he also tells her nothing has changed, and he's he cannot continue this, his life like this. He's leaving. Mm -hmm. So now, in case you forgot about last episode, Franklin alerted Louis's enemies that if she is going to get found and killed, they need to check out the horse stables. Honestly, this is a stressful life, but I don't mind Louis wanting to hang out at the horse stables because if you're really rich. I feel like you should do rich people stuff, you oh, know? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, go, go, um, you know, pick up equestrian or something, you know? Yeah, you should definitely be, I mean, like, that's the, like, the status symbol of old money, too. Mm-hmm. And, and we also know Louie's from the South, so, like, she probably grew up riding horses, and now she just gets the opportunity to, like, own her own horse or horses and, like, ride them around at the stable. That's probably her, like, zen place. I love mm -hmm. horses, so too. I would be very, very happy if I got to do this whenever I wanted to. I'm with yeah. her on this one. Oh, yeah. I was thinking at first, like, why are you out here just a sitting a target? And I was like, no, uh, look, I didn't get rich to live in hiding and not have the cool stuff <laughs> that rich people do. 
I want to be white. Yeah, goddammit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I can't wait for someone to take that out of context. <laughs> Ain't nobody gonna take that out of context. Look, we move, we move on. But yeah, the white people get to do stuff like this. And then, you know, this know. I'm not saying this will always happen when black people get to do stuff like this, but I ain't never rode no horse uh, on command, you know what I'm saying? And with bodyguards, <laughs> right. and your little, with your little crop, you know, like when I ride horses, it's, you might have a saddle, you know? <laughs> I know, yeah. <laughs> she has like a whole riding like uniform and everything. Her outfit is, that's yeah. her riding crop, like, you know, yeah. like that's, that's what she's there for, to ride. You have to look the part, you know. Don't do this halfway. You didn't go get the money halfway, you know. So yeah, be rich. And all season long, really, Louis has been looking like richness. Yes, like she awesome. has looked so good. Like the stylist on this show knew exactly what to do and like exactly what clothes to put her in, and she's just draped in furs and gold, and like it's so great. It's great. Yeah. I wouldn't want to let go of this life either. Um, but she shouldn't have let go of that horse because gunshots yeah. start ringing. Why did she get off the horse? The horse made sure she got off. I he, know, but she, I, was, I would have found that horse again. I was yelling, get back on the horse. Get on the horse. Get back on the horse. Next thing you know, she's held at gunpoint. And well, it happened. Kane finally got Louie. And we see him holding her captive until Franklin can get there. Kane wants her to give up Buckley. But she knows her goose is cooked regardless. So what's the point? Okay, so over the ne- over the course of the, like, the last few minutes of this episode, we see Louie refusing to give up Buckley, who we also see is probably like in a crack coma or something like that in the front seat of his car. He could be dead. And she's really just laying there, taking the ass whooping, getting threatened, getting branded to yeah. keep Buckley safe. Uh, she's gonna die anyway, but she, I mean, that kind of give us some credit for that one. She she got some gangster in her. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's something for not being to be said for not being a snitch and mm-hmm. like never ever backing down from that, regardless of the situation that you're in, especially if you know that you're dead already. Yeah, and she's in a really bad spot here because not only is Kane upset with her from that stuff, he's really upset because now things are rocky in his relationship. His girlfriend yeah, is hounding him. He's like, <laughs> Louis, if you could just tell me this and I can move on and we can fix my relationship. So come on, let me know let, what's been going on. But Louis is just not going to give in. So he goes back to his enhanced interrogation techniques. Oh my you God. Know? Um, he beating her ass. And I was honestly, I had to look away. It was bad. This episode is so weird for a lot of reasons for me. This is the only episode of the season I have not rewatched because it's kind of indelible, the images. Mm -hmm. And it's also very hard to watch because it is like trope central Mm -hmm. when you take a woman, especially a black woman, and you put her in peril in a situation where she has been kidnapped, right? And then she is threatened with violence violence is done to her she is threatened with sexual assault and then it nearly occurs like that is just trope after trope after trope and like i like uh, i kind of wasn't feeling it like i understand that this is probably something that's actually occurred and how it would have played out in real life but i was like do we really have to have this woman in this situation and she's just going to have to be rescued by these men and we have to spend the whole hour feeling the threat of like vicious sexual assault on on her person like 
that that's a lot. That's a lot for an hour of television. Yeah, most of this episode, I would say, was probably us assuming that she's not either not going to make it or going to get um, violated in the meantime. I, I think it could have done with a trigger warning, maybe, you know, because yeah. I mean, it gets really rape heavy, you know, it and, very, it very much does. Like yeah. they, the way that I know we'll get into this, but the way that they talk about it, just the language that's being used is very triggering. Yeah. And I mean. We want to talk about loquacious hoes. Kane can tell a good story, okay? So Franklin <laughs> pulls up to the building at Kane's request because now he's got her. He's got Louie, and like Franklin can now show up and kill her. So Franklin tells him to do it, but he doesn't. He says, let me talk to her. Well, first, yeah, he says, let me talk to her. Um, eventually, Kane will, you know, let them have that moment. But Kane, who we know is good for a soliloquy and a story, he talks about how his grandpa told him to brand cows because it ne it's necessary to protect the family. And mm -hmm. in the background, we see the blowtorch going. And I'm thinking, oh, God. Yeah. She's about to go through hell and back for sure. Right. And and I'm somebody who's been branded, you know? And so I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I have a brand. Oh, right. I, like, I, yeah. I forgot that that was a, a cute thing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I was like, ooh. But uh, they left hers on a little bit longer than they left mine on for, you know? I mean, yeah. Like, first of all, this blowtorch situation was meant for intimidation mm -hmm. <laughs> like that Abby thing jumping. was cranked up as high as it could possibly go and to the point where the flame was just like burning like searing yellow it was terrifying and i think that everybody's performances were really really great uh angela lewis is always amazing Mm -hmm. um but especially in this scene where she just kind of screams to the point where her screen gives scream gets out almost yeah. it's just it's like it's too real it's like watching zero dark 30 um <laughs> <laughs> okay i'm following it's, it's really scary to be inter yeah. interrogated and i hope that that's something i never have to deal with yeah, but uh, Brandon, getting branded wasn't so bad. You know, well, for me, for me. No, she's going through something else. Um, she ends up she ends up with a K branded on the middle of her chest. I was like, oh, okay. This is this is horrible. And then yeah. I start to think, she's kind of getting Jesse Pinkman here. You remember like that last uh, few episodes of Breaking Bad where he's just like being captured and just tortured for yes. the sake of torture? Yeah. Like, we're just going to keep you Pinkman. as a pet. Yeah. Yeah. Is Pinkman a verb now? I think it is now. <laughs> it must be. Yeah. We just made it one. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, she's definitely getting Pinkman. And, but, but it's just like, I don't want to say that there's more weight to it because she's a woman, but there's more weight to it because she's a woman. You know? 100%. Because there were things that they would do to Jesse and uh, Louie, but there are things that they would do to Louie and not do to Jesse. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Exactly. Uh huh. So, this is when Louie ends up talking to Franklin and he, she, her first, her first words are basically like, you did this to me. Like you got me into this mess. <laughs> and, and I laughed so hard. I was like, I mean, kind of, but I mean, are we really going to bring up old stuff like this? Well, I mean, nobody would have like known about the stable though. Like she knows where that, that comes directly from Franklin. Cause like, it's basically yeah. just her bodyguards and Jerome that know about the stable uh, yeah. other than Franklin. So that definitely he is the cause that she is in that chair. Right. That's like she yeah, he definitely did it. And now he's standing at her looking at her almost in with pity, a little like a fear in his eyes, a little bit I'm seeing. Um, but 
she, like I said, a gangster. She offers to give up Teddy. But at this point, Franklin doesn't need her. He's already got his own plan. He doesn't need, he doesn't need anybody to give up Teddy. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he leaves her for dead or for worse. Um, but does Louie have a point that, that Franklin, like, leaving her for dead? Like, is this, like, the lowest point in their relationship? Yes. Easily, right? Yeah, because, how could it not be? Because she, like, well, they've been trying to kill each other for so long. And then to actually get her in a situation where she might do, she might, like, suffer a fate worse than death? Right. I, I, I bet she wish she had got shot. There's a moment where she even screams, shoot me. Shoot Just me, kill right. Me. Just kill yeah. me and get it over with. Yeah, I mean... The idea that he would see his like aunt that he's loved for his whole life in this situation and be offered the opportunity to take care of it and then just be like, no, do whatever it is that you were planning on doing and mm-hmm. walk and walk away. Like part of me was like, there's no way that he's not going to come back. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. he, I know that Franklin is essentially heartless at this point. But mm-hmm. maybe he hasn't gotten right to the the that line. He hasn't. He won't cross that line where he will like knowingly allow the abuse and torture of his favorite auntie. And and part of it you have to imagine was just him putting on a good enough show for the for Kane and the other guys that were there so that he could make it out okay to go get reinforcements. Yeah, I kind of felt like when they asked Franklin to, to to kill Louis, I felt like that was Franklin not being able to pull the trigger. You know, he didn't he didn't say you know like oh he didn't try basically. He's just kind of like no, nah, you got it. Um, and so I I thought you know in my head maybe he just can't bring himself to be the one to do it. Um, and but then he finds out what's about to happen to her, mm-hmm. and he leaves. But you can see it while he's driving. That it's just it's it's weighing on him. And right. eventually he just gives in and he just starts, you know, paging Jerome, 911, paging Jerome, and Jerome is not calling him back. Yeah, because why would you after the last conversation that they had? Uh that part. <laughs> you know, like uh I don't know what a nine one one would constitute, uh, and I don't want to get set up either. So yeah, and Franklin yeah. has nowhere else to turn really except to Leon, who is getting his hair braided. Uh, <laughs> like, like you know, this is kind of my kind of content for some and reason because Leon's braids were perfect the last time we saw him. He's just like a, a fresh, <laughs> a fresh we twist, you know, every now and then. Yeah. Like, yeah, I, you, the boss of the project, you just kind of have like a stylist <laughs> on hand. Um, so we also walk into a conversation with Leon trying to establish a hood council for the projects <laughs> so that they can govern themselves with little violence. He wants to establish rules and regulations. Oh so he hasn't even restocked the product yet. He's like, I'm not putting out any more weight <laughs> until we all have agreed to the terms and conditions, have signed your employee manual, <laughs> have, you know, you got to, you got to, did you do your benefits package? Right. We're not doing anything until we got everybody covered. And I was laughing so hard at this. He really needs an HR manager so he doesn't have to do it all himself. Yeah, as long as it's not Franklin, because we saw what happened with that time Franklin uh, went in to, to clean some stuff up. Seriously. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no. Um, that was hilarious to me. The the setting of it uh, with him getting his hair braided was great. Um, the fact that he was just like sitting on a throne in the middle of the courtyard mm-hmm. uh, with like his vassals all around him trying to decide, you know, what they need for the hood council. Yeah. Was was that's quality content. Um, yeah. I am very worried about Wanda. I'm worried I have, about him too. Yeah. 
I've been worried for, about Wanda for a very long time. I, I, I will say it right now. I thought she was gone a long time ago. I don't know how know. she manages to. Man, she is a resilient. You know, she she did that. I just woo. You know, because I yeah. I've been thought I've been thought she was gonna die. Um, yeah. so to see her here still at his side, it's pretty cool. We watch you know Leon holding court basically, and mm-hmm. people are coming to him and saying like, "Oh, this is what we want to do." He's like, "Nope, I can't do it." You know, we're gonna run it by the council. We're gonna follow the correct avenues, and we're gonna get this stuff done. But he's called aside because um, Franklin is on the phone and he needs him. He sounds stressed out. And, um, yeah, <laughs> this is when it's all starting to go to hell, you know? Um, cause Franklin asked Leon to page Jerome and let him know what's up. And then all of a sudden Jerome is pulling up ready for the fight. Um, mm-hmm. uh, but he didn't pull up to the right uh, like location. He pulled up to a completely different location, which is good. A good move from my perspective, because, a gunfight just doesn't seem like the way to get your hostage wife out of this situation. No. I don't know. Could be could be wrong. Uh, maybe something will happen at the end of the episode to change my mind. I don't know. Um, but also because Franklin didn't want them to know that he was the one who dropped down on him. So this is the first time we've seen Franklin and Jerome since that conflict, like in mm-hmm. the same area. Um, and I don't know. The tension was so real. Like even when yeah. Jerome is just holding the gun to his head, he could have just killed him then. I just don't know if all these people who keep setting people up to die have that in them to pull the trigger on their loved one. They clearly don't. I think we learned from this episode that they do not. Mm-hmm. Um, like, if that was the case, then as cold-blooded as we know Franklin to be, he really would have just left Louie there. Yeah. But, you know, like, he has not... I mean, he's had a gun before, to Mm -hmm. jerome and i know there were a lot of witnesses so he probably (laughs) didn't do it because that reason but no i don't think they have it in them to actually like deal with the guilt that the constant guilt that would come from knowing that they took the life of a family member yeah all that bluffing is for nothing because uh (laughs) if you think about it if if franklin did kill jerome how do you go back to your mama i know Mm-hmm. You it can't. ain't happening. You nope. can't. Yeah, that's it. It's over. You know, yeah. so like he, Jerome kind of got like a, a shield in that matter mm-hmm. <laughs> from Franklin, at least, because you're not going to kill your mom's brother, are you? No, you're not. Exactly. And to be fair, the uncle ain't going to kill Franklin. Nope. So it's just what it is. Um, And also, he knows Franklin is the only one who can help save Louis because he knows where they're at and all that stuff. So right. Kane and the jailhouse dudes are throwing um, a function, if you will. Um, I'll no call function. it. I'll call it a, a train turn up uh, because it's like a mixer, but then like to do unspeakable things to somebody, you know? And so these are some a sick individual turn up. Yeah. I, I thought like, you know, <laughs> there was tasteless. Oh, so. oh no. Yeah. We're Maybe definitely putting that. a trigger warning. On it. Yeah. I'm a bleep that. You're going um, <laughs> to get rid of that for sure. <laughs> but, but yeah, um, oh, that's gonna be fun to bleep it. I've never blooped anything before. So yeah, this is bad. And he's brought in the sickest individuals that we've seen on the show so far. Oh my god! Uh, minus that one guy who raped that guy in the, in the first. Yeah, season. that was yeah, a yeah. terrible. Woo. Okay. That, oh my god. Yeah. Matter of fact, he got he was getting the Louis treatment a little bit. So um, yeah, yeah. He sends this pimp in, <laughs> a pimp named Percy, to <laughs> survey this new potential quote unquote bottom bitch. And 
Ah, oh, man. Okay, so he's got his curly hair. You know, you know the the story with you know the perm and all that stuff. Because uh-huh. you know back then the pimps were like, you know, your your girl can't look flyer than you, so yeah. you got to have your hair did. Your and all hair that did stuff. all the time. Yeah, to the nines, if you will. <laughs> um, he got like Shirley Temple curls. Yeah, it was it, it was bouncing and behaving. It you know, was. the conditioner he used. Hair was beautiful. It really was. Um, so Franklin returns, uh, and the guards just let him in without checking the car. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just, just dummies, you know. Well, they do say when he drives up. You remember what happened to the last guy who didn't yeah, do what he exactly. said? That man's face looked like what he like said. The back of a Nestle Crunch bar. Yeah, uh, that got me. That took me out. I had they to call- pause for a minute to like laugh at that joke. Yeah, in the hood, they call him Star Crunch now. You know, <laughs> so, uh, oh man. So yeah, um, one guard decides to leave, but the other one is standing outside the gate, looking rabbit. You know, he's <laughs> dying to get in there. He's giving like that uh, junior trying to pop in on Ebony's bachelor party. I mean, at his bachelor party type feel, like he's kind of you can see him getting antsy out he's there really because antsy. he's really excited for his moment. I was just like, I need better for my people. I you know. know I just all around. I, I was just the one guy who was like, honestly, like you want to do this with like <laughs> a purpose? woman who's like crying and everything. Like, what's wrong with you? And I'm gonna said, go to the store. <laughs> and he said, absolutely. That's why I came here. <laughs> yeah. Um. Not great. Not no. great at all. Not great. Yeah, so a pimp named Percy approaches Louie to check her out. And you can tell she's been put through the ringer at this point. So she's gone from being handcuffed on the floor to being branded in the chair to now she looks like, I mean, everything imaginable has happened to her, or almost. Um, And she's a tough one because she still hasn't given up Buckley, the same Buckley who is in a crack coma in the car and nowhere to be found. So the crooked cop with a coke problem being your head henchman is a wild move, (laughs) to say the least, right? Sometimes you know you got to make the best of what you have available. Oh know? my God, Louis, you got to you have to do better, baby. Especially what they say after... about lemons? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, moving on. Sometimes that lemonade tastes like it has crack in it. It's so good. Right. right. Shout out to Gucci Mane. Uh, so <laughs> now she's all alone. Louis is there. She's tied to the chair and she's trying to negotiate her way out of it. I mean, she is rich. So she does right. try to bribe him, but Good call. These, yeah, but these people don't care about money. It ain't about the money. It's literally about breaking her down and putting her on the payroll. He's trying to pimp her out. And Latanya, I felt my stomach turn when I heard when he said this. Just kill her. Yeah. Like, honestly, what is wrong with people? Yeah. The the yeah. fact that this was in the episode, I was like, do we have to like <laughs> I understand. Like, I will go where snowfall takes me, but I don't. I really don't want to go here. Yeah, and and we, you and I specifically, have felt about this. Uh, felt this way about you know other properties that we've watched. I remember mm-hmm. even watching Game of Thrones, thinking, okay, yes. you can you can allude to somebody getting, but you don't have to show it happen. Please you know? don't show it happen, and then right. show it from the perspective of a, another man who's like just there. Yeah. It's just like, just, just know people are watching this and just trying to enjoy television and they're not right. at home, you know? It's a show about gun violence and stuff like that, so you do expect to have some level of this, but that's a different type of, you know, feeling, I think, if you bring it up rape. It's a, it's a very different episode than I think, other than that one episode in season one, 
which was brutal in and of itself. And I was surprised when they went there then. Like, mm. I mean, I I never really got the bad taste out of my mouth from like that episode. So now to see this, like, I don't know, maybe this could just be me. This could be thrilling television to a lot of people. But like, I don't need rape storylines in my fiction anymore. I just don't need them. I don't know why that needs to be a part of the collective imagination. Am I denying that rape occurs? Absolutely not. Um, and we should believe women. But we don't need all of the like explicit talk and imagery that this episode had with regards to scaring a, a, like a beloved character on the show. You know, mm-hmm. like that brings up a whole lot for a whole lot of people for a reason. It really does. And I, I get what they were doing. You know, this is definitely the era of ain't no fun if your homies can't have none, you know. So <laughs> I'm not shocked that they showed it and portrayed it. But I just, you know, we spent so much time toying with the idea. Like, so we're going to run a train or no? You know, is, what are we right. doing here? You know, and then they're talking surveying about, her. Right. Talking about the men that had been in prison for a long time mm-hmm. and how they were going to call them down there. Like you said, and you're going to continue saying they're surveying her. Mm-hmm. They just they're, want, they just want to, they just, they want to know what they're working with. And I think they're just playing with their food in a way, you know, it's yeah, just, definitely. They, they know she can't go nowhere. And so she starts to uh, do what Louis does best. And she starts uh, talking a good game here. So when a pimp named uh, Percy tries to like start to, you know, uh, pleasure himself, watching her in this in this state of just you know abuse and you know she looks miserable she looks horrible mm-hmm. and he's like oh yeah this is what gets me going right and she she goes oh okay i get it you too were a trick i used to live that life yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I think i know your work you know she starts bringing up stuff like yeah i think was it your mom or your sister which one of them pimped you out because i can i'm getting a little something i'm getting a little vibe from you right um, and it doesn't work. He calls her a loquacious hoe and disregards <laughs> everything she says. Latoya, he has one goal. He he does. He has one goal. Yeah, yeah. One goal. Um, it it is. It's horrifying because with what Louis is saying, you're like, oh, finally, like maybe she's gonna get to him. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, you're gonna have to do better than that. Um, mm-hmm. and and basically, it's just like water off the back does not care whatsoever and i was just like damn it is nothing gonna work on this curly haired bastard like what are we gonna have to do he came here to pimp okay um and so that's what he's he's not leaving here until he's established his pimp supremacy so when franklin gets to the function because we know he comes back and he's got um you know jerome and the goons outside you know kind of setting up he can hear Louis yells coming from the other room, you know, mm-hmm. like be like like in a pulp fiction type situation, you know. It's yes. and it's over the loud music. She is screaming. Yes. And I looked away for one second. I mean, one second. I probably just flinched or something. Next thing I know, Franklin Wick Saint is back and he is shooting. He is shooting. Everybody's over here, open fire. And for a second, it looks like this is going to go well um, <laughs> for a second. But then we end up with the standoff with Kane and Louie. Now, as you know, I was spoiled on the episode, so I knew this was not going to end well. But I think, uh, you know, the untrained eye could have fell for this. Right. Um, 
because we have a hostage situation. Of course, Kane wants to negotiate now because he's the one who's probably in the most danger. Because even if he kills Louis, he's going to die. He doesn't make it out of here alive with Louis right. dead. Um, it's going to be really hard for him to make it out alive with her alive, too. So, yes. Yeah. So he throws that idea like, hey, how about we just leave and just do, you know, go and we'll renegotiate this later on. We don't have to do this. But it's too late. Jerome has decided what they're going to do and it's have a shootout. And yeah, not not often in, in media do we see like this moment with a shootout and the good like the person you're rooting for loses. You know, right. So, a lot of times you get like they, get, they might get a good headshot in over the person's shoulder or something like uh-huh. that. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, right in the chest. This yeah. most double gut wrenching, yeah, gut wrenching scene. You know, um, yeah, and it's made all the worse by a couple different things that happen, right? Mm-hmm. So I mean, Joseph is just laying there motionless. Angela Lewis is on top of him, screaming for him to get up right screaming for him to wake up and that only that there's only like there's that anguished funeral scream i know you know like what i'm talking about mm-hmm. uh that it's it's guttural guttural you know, it's, like, it's exactly. not it's not a scream it's like your body's trying to get out you know yes exactly and that's it yeah seriously and that's what we get for like a good three to five minutes from her which is so hard and I can't even imagine how many times they had to like film these scenes and from how many different angles. That's exhausting work. But then we get uh, Franklin coming in and being like, unk. And no response, of course. And he tries to process it. And then we have um, Leon on the ground, like on his knees crying Mm-hmm. it's just like all of these characters that we've come to love so much one of them like is on the ground dead and the rest of them are mourning this person's death even to the the point where they're not trying to hurry up and get the hell out of there because they don't know who Kane might have that might want to mm-hmm. come back and like you know finish everybody else it's just and and I was like surely there's a scene after this scene Mm-hmm. That that will not leave us on this note, but nope, that is how the episode ends. Yeah, it would have been really nice to tie this up with a bow and have, you know, uh, Leon and Louie and Franklin all kind of in a huddle and being like, okay, you know, you know, like now we're going to do X, Y, Z. But, right. um, but nope, they left us no. like this. And by killing one of our uh, antagonists and one of our main characters, we really don't know what's next for Louis at all. No, because um, I'm assuming I'm assuming at this point she gets out of the drug trade, right? Like it's got, it's got a. I mean, gotta... some people, some people can be uh, led to getting out of the drug trade. Tr- some people can double down because they want revenge on whomever for mm-hmm. the death of, like, even though the person who killed him is dead, mm-hmm. like that's not how they see it. Like they'll find a larger system to blame or someone else to blame. Yeah. Well, Louis, the call is coming from inside the house. This is largely <laughs> your fault. You know? it's, it's not completely your fault, but if you're looking for the person to get revenge on you, Leon and Franklin can all go, you know, like all three of y'all are probably <laughs> complicit in this. Uh, Cause nobody said this is a bad idea. And so, um, so here we are. We're at the end of this gut wrenching episode and do you want to eulogize the character Jerome for us? Because I don't think I've seen many characters like him in uh, in modern television. Yeah, no, neither have I. I mean, sure. Um, 
thank you to I mean Joseph for bringing us bringing us this character of Jerome Saint. Like we just instantly, you know, we meet him and we instantly kind of understand who he is mm-hmm. in the family. Like I feel like everybody has an uncle like that. Yeah. Um, who is just kind of there for you, may not always uh like keep you away from the vices that they should but mm-hmm. it's just generally like a cool person that you could go to when you can't go to your your mom about something you know what i mean um yeah. and who is like there for you and loves you unconditionally and would do anything for you um he has always been that person up until last season really mm-hmm. for franklin when they decided to kind of go to war with each other he, uh, but he has always been that person. He's always been that, like, kind of, in a lot of ways, angel on Franklin's shoulder, where Louis was a little bit of the devil on his shoulder, telling him, you know, we, we're just dealing weed. Like, that's not as big of a deal. If you start selling cocaine, then you have the federal government involved. Um, and always saying, like, maybe we should just take what we have and get out. Like, Jerome was fine when he got his speaker store. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that mm-hmm. that's the level of of good that he wanted from life. But then he had Louie and Franklin always encouraging them to do more and more and more. But I mean, he was an uncle, he was a brother, he was a husband, um just an all-around reliable dude and his screen presence is so huge, like he just takes up so much space. Like, he's just going to be missed. Like, I'm going to... Some of the funniest lines in this show came from Jerome. You know? Yeah. Um, was it, where the bitches at? Or <laughs> what, what was the question? Yeah. <laughs> I believe it's something like that. Um, definitely made me laugh. Yeah. Gone but not forgotten. Jerome Never. is added to the list of the homies in the gangster lean. Um, and so, oh, no. that's it. Yeah, that yeah, is it. Uh, it. Yeah. So, Latanya, we have... We have a few more episodes. I mean, this was episode six. We have four, four. more episodes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, we're coming to an end. Are you, are you getting nervous now? Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, everything about this episode, I was like, okay, so they're killing people now. Like, this is the end of this show. Like, we're going to start, like, the body count's going to go up in each episode, mm-hmm. I think. But- yeah, oh, it definitely should. If uh, if we come out of this with our main characters alive, something went wrong. Uh, because <laughs> the, uh, I'm not sure if people like this are supposed to survive something like this, you know? Yeah. So, but that is yet to be seen. Uh, we'll just have to wait until we see what happens on the next episode, episode seven, The Price of Freedom. But until then, LT, tell the people where they can find you. Um. Well, you can find me doing a lot of podcasts right now. Um, (laughs) in in addition to, uh, this, uh, we've got your, we are your connect to swarm. Yes, that's right. Everybody. We are podcasting about swarm. We are doing it. Mari fourth and I released the, uh, preview, uh, to the show as well as a podcast about the first episode. So the next podcast will be covering episodes two and three and Chappelle and I are going to make time to do that, uh, very Mm -hmm. soon. Um, so just wait for those to come out. They'll be on the general connect feed as well. Um, I am so close to being done podcasting about you, the Netflix show. 
Um, <laughs> I, I heard it got renewed for another season. It you know. just got renewed for another season today <laughs> as we record this on a Friday. So uh, one more season of Joe and his terrible shenanigans left. Um, I am doing a new season of Versus with Josh Wiggler. And this season we are doing Succession versus Yellow Jackets because it is eat or be eaten in both arenas. Um, so that is something you should stick around for and take a look at. I am covering The Mandalorian. We are doing a feedback show each week uh, where you all write in, you tell us what you think, and we talk about it uh, with DM Philly and Brendan Fitzpatrick. So that'll record on Sunday as well as Top Chef, uh, which I'm doing with the RHAP crew. Um, normally it's me and Haley and Kurt, but Kurt's going to be out of town for a couple weeks. So I think our special guest this coming week is going to be Asia. So I'm really excited. I'll be recording two podcasts with Asia this week. I'm really looking forward to it. Um, And yeah, that's about it for me. uh, For all the things I can announce now, Uh, if you want to figure out what I'm doing or uh, like see what I'm tweeting about, you can follow me on Twitter at LK Starks. And you can follow me on Instagram at Stormborn1222. Chappelle, what are you up to? Uh, I don't think I'm up to as much as you right now, which is a surprise because really? normally you are normally like, I'm like, huh, I got two or three plugs. Latanya probably got two or three plugs, but Latanya, I think you had 50, 60 plugs. <laughs> it's a lot of plugs. Yeah. 67. Um, so of course I'm on post show recaps right here talking about Abbott elementary with Gia worthy. Every other week we drop another podcast to talk about uh, this second season of Abbott and it's about to come to a close too. They took a couple weeks hiatus. And so I think they do it for like the Easter holidays and stuff like that. So they took a couple breaks. And so there's three more episodes of Abbott. That means there's two more podcasts left. So check that out on Abbott elementary, a post show recap. I'm also on post show recaps, recapping Bel Air with Puya on Bel Air, a post show recap. And so we're about, uh, a little a little closer to the beginning of season, season two of Bel Air, um, uh, you know, on Peacock. And Puya and I are having a great time. So check that out over there. Uh, I'm still covering Grey's Anatomy on my podcast series with Ariel called Grey's Anatomy's Anatomy. So mm. if you're a fan of Grey's, the, the good old Grey's, you know, back in the day, uh, then <laughs> check that out. Whenever we drop an episode, we probably drop like one a month. So it's nothing too hard to keep up with. And then... uh. Uh, this week, of course, nothing but Netflix as usual over on the Rob has a podcast network, myself and, uh, my co-host Rob sister, you know, are talking about Netflix shows every week. Last week we talked about outlast, which is a bunch of white people in the woods trying to, um, <laughs> outlast each other. And then they decide halfway through, what if we just start to sabotage each other? And so, yeah, it's pretty interesting and it's exactly how it sounds. So go check that out on nothing but Netflix. You can listen to us talk about it. You don't even have to watch the show. And speaking of nothing but Netflix, it was nothing but mess this week on Mess Magnets because I went and subbed in for Kirsten McKinnis when she was out. So I joined Sasha on Mess Magnets to talk about recent pop culture and a bunch of celebrity drama and blah, 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 blah. Over on Rob Has a Podcast. And you can find me tweeting out all the links to the episodes that I'm talking about by following me on Twitter at Chappelle's underscore show. But that about wraps everything up. For Latanya, for Mari, who's not here, and for me, we will talk to you all next week. And we can be bought. Later. Later.